Entrepreneur on the Every Job Black Entrepreneur Podcast Network, the show dedicated to helping you protect your biggest asset, your well-being. This show is brought to you by Holy Living Health Coaching, where we get to the root cause of your health challenge and help you reach optimum health. I'm your emotional root coach, holistic health guide, and host, Tiffany Parker. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. That's Galatians 6 and 9, New Living Translation, and this is our scripture for the month. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Healthy Entrepreneur, where all month we have been dedicating our shows to harvesting your well-being. My fellow entrepreneurs, as we harvest our wellness this month, there is one area I want us to take a deep look into and take a self-inventory. When you consider your overall health or well-being, do you include your financial health? According to financial experts, financial wellness is the complete and comprehensive health of your financial life. The health of your finances need a checkup or wellness visit just like your physical and mental health because at the end of the day, your finances are interwoven into your physical, mental, and social well-being. For if we are to harvest our well-being, we have to gain a holistic viewpoint and see our wellness as a whole concept and not separate individual parts. I am super excited to have Matthew Morales back with us, who's going to help us gain that holistic viewpoint and heal our mindsets when it comes to financial wellness. Matthew Morales is a motivational speaker, thought leader, serial entrepreneur, and author of Never Be Poor Again, a guide to money as a spiritual practice. So welcome back, Matthew. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. I'm really excited to get to chat with you again. Yes, me too. I am overjoyed to have you here and can't wait to get into today's topic. But first, let me give a quick recap of our last show. So on our last episode, we had Desiree Lotz with us, who is a nutrition and health expert, especially in stress management. And she is the owner of Sunshine Vitamins, a nutrition company. And Desiree enlightened us on the effects of minerals on our nervous system as well as how minerals not only affect our body, but our mind. Desiree explained how chemicals, toxins, and drugs lock up in our body and create a vicious cycle. We also discussed how our bodies can easily become dehydrated. So to hear the full episode and learn the radical healing effects of water, check out the replay of how to Harvest a Healthy Body on the Every.Black Entrepreneur Podcast Network, now streaming on Exposure TV, which is available through Roku, Amazon, Firestick, Apple TV, and any mobile device with the Exposure TV app. Now, let's get right into today's topic. So, Matthew, tell us a little bit about yourself for those that might have missed when you were on the show before. You know, give us a quick little summary about yourself and then let us know, too, like what inspired, you know, the title of your book, Never Be Poor Again. Yeah, so I grew up really poor. You know, I grew up in the hood around gangs, 
around a lot of trouble. And I wanted to do everything I could to get out of there. But that was a big issue I was having throughout my life. And it seemed like no matter where I was, I kept repeating myself and repeating it myself. And so one time I was in Nepal while I was traveling the world after six months of traveling through India and got into Nepal. And we were down to $40 on our first day. And then my girlfriend at the time gets hit by a car. We spend $20 in the hospital. Actually, she got rushed to the hospital. She was okay. They gave her x-rays. They gave her medicine. And we were out in like two hours. But then we had no money left. We spent the rest on the guest house and those $20 at that hospital. And so we were down to $2. And Nicole had said to me, Matt, I'm hungry. Can we get something to eat? And I look in our pocket and we have $2. And I said, well, we can either have breakfast or dinner. Which one would you prefer? And she broke down crying. And I said, what's, what's wrong? She said, I've never had to choose between two meals before. And I said, oh, man, I have. And so we broke down crying together because I didn't know what to say or what to do. But then I looked at her and I said, let's get something to eat. And she said, but what about food for tomorrow? I said, let's not worry about it. Let's take care of it right now. Nicole, I promise you, we will never feel this way again. We will never feel broken and beaten down into this position again that we have felt over and over again. We will never, ever be poor again. And we stood up, we walked into that place, ate dinner, and wrote a plan and did everything we could to never feel that broken again. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, that's what the word tells us, right? To don't focus on tomorrow, right? Focus on today. There is, it's enough to worry about in just this moment. So that's powerful. That was that was a powerful moment and a powerful, you know, statement in, in that and in saying, you know, let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's just take care of the need that's right here in front of us. So amen. So I know in your book you talk about, like, poverty being a state of mind. So can you explain to us how is poverty a state of mind? Yeah, you know, I really thought that I was poor because of my poverty. I thought that because I grew up poor, because I grew up in the hood and around gangs and never really learned and was taught about money in school, that that's why I was poor. But I realized that that wasn't really true. The truth is, we actually all know the rules and the laws and the formulas for becoming wealthy or for simply not being poor anymore. We hear them all the time. We're just not listening. See, I read all the books and I went to all the seminars and I started businesses and I went and did network marketing and everything I could possibly think to try to make money. I joined the military. I left the military. I traveled the world and I was still broke. And through all these hundreds of books, it hit me that it wasn't my poverty keeping me poor. It was my arrogance. I was mm-hmm. avoiding my own ignorance because even though I was reading the books, I was skipping past the intros and I was skipping past the conclusions. And I was skipping past the examples because I was smart enough to understand them without having to write them down. I just wasn't following the steps. And we know the steps. Spend less money than you make. Invest (laughs) your money. (laughs) You know, don't count your tickets before they hatch. You've heard all of these. We hear all these. And yet we're still spending more money than we make. Too much month at the end of the money. Yep. That is is so true, so true. Such a hard habit or mindset to break, I should say. So I know mm-hmm. you speak that money is like a spiritual practice. So explain that to us. How How is money um, considered a spiritual practice? Yeah, it's because it's a reflective one. 
Because, like I said, I had to realize that I was arrogant, that I was avoiding my own ignorance. I didn't want to be wrong. I didn't want to, my, the philosophies that I grew up with to be incorrect. But it was when I was willing to accept my philosophies as incorrect that I was able to start looking within. And I was able to start seeing where the problems were happening within me and how are they relating to everything. Because the way I did anything is the way I did everything. I realized that if I let my bank account go to zero, I probably let my gas tank go to empty before I fill it. And I probably let my refrigerator get empty before I refill it. And I probably run out of underwear before I do my laundry. These are all synonymous. And so I realized that money was a symptom of what I was doing in my life, of my actions, of my philosophy. And so I had to look within. I literally had to look as deep as I could inside and find what was going on to cause these. And it became just that, a spiritual practice of humbling myself. Yes, I can see that. Because even from our last conversation, right, you enlightened me so to, I've just tried to be more mindful of my money practices and things that I'm doing. So much so that I just, <laughs> I remember just walking steps the other day and where I keep the paper towel and toilet paper, it was all low. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's not supposed to get that low. It's not supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> almost out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm slipping on the job. I'm slipping on the job. I got to go to the store because, you know, my mind, I was trying to, like, when it get to a certain point, I'm going to go and replenish toilet paper, paper towel. And it, especially yeah. in the pandemic, we've, we've just gotten to that point where we just pay attention to those things like that because for a moment there, mm -hmm. we couldn't get toilet paper and paper towel. We couldn't get the essentials yeah. and things we need. So it has just kind of, you know, that and, and our discussion kind of has made me more mindful of my practices. So Beautiful. I know you were speaking of, like, laws of nature and universal laws. Tell us, what, what are some of those laws and natures? And I know there's, you know, a lot of them. We can't discuss all of them right here and now, but, you know, maybe give us a few key ones or something like that of some of the laws of nature and universal laws, and then how does it help us to gain wealth? Fantastic. Great question. So first, I want to notice that when we refer to money, we refer to it as currency or a current, right? And in order for a current to occur, it must flow and it must keep flowing and keep flowing and keep flowing. And so if we pay close attention, we will notice that anything that follows this energetic follows the same laws of currents, electrical current, magnetic currents, right? Liquid currents they follow similar laws. And so if you pay attention, you'll see, isn't it interesting how a river can just keep on giving and keep on giving and keep on giving and yet it doesn't run out? Mm -hmm. And so if we put a dam and we completely stop any water from being able to flow, what ends up happening to this water it ends up becoming stagnant. It becomes stale and putrid. The animals die. Everything around it suffers. But the moment we lift that dam again, and it gets to flow, if it gets to occur, right, then it runs and fills infinitely. And we need to treat our money as such, not stingily holding on to our money, but allowing our money to go where we need it to go and allowing it to flow the way it should flow. So money follows the same laws as water. We don't want to, we need to use the water for multiple things. We don't want to poop and pee in our drinking water or in our cooking water, right? So we can't do that with our finances. 
we need to separate the use of our finances, separate money for ourselves and pay ourselves first, separate money for our expenses, separate money for investing. The same way if you were going to start a village, you would create the water, the river to move in separate channels so that you can do laundry in some and you can use some of it for uh, cleaning and you can use some of it for, you know, ingesting and pooping and peeing. And so you don't want them all to go to the same place. And so it's the same laws. It follows the same rules. There's this rule in nature. And if we just watch water, if we watch electricity, we can make it grow in the same way. Amen. I mean, so simple, but so true. You know, something that we do not just pay attention to when it comes to our finances. You know, we don't see how finances connect. Well, I think we really don't see how everything in the world connects. You know, we see Mm -hmm. everything as separate when everything is really just one as we serve one God. So that's, that's awesome. So what would you say? is like the recipe to like help us harvest our financial wellness. Okay. So first, and I'm just going to try to give as much actionable information as I can give right now so that I'm not Mm -hmm. vague. We're not spiritual. This is actionable. Okay. First, calculate your net worth, assets minus liabilities, things putting money into your pocket minus things taking money out your pocket. Then ask yourself the question, If I have residual bills that keep coming, no matter what, shouldn't I have residual income? Mm. How much residual income would I need to negate my residual bills? And then work on lowering your liabilities as low as possible and raising your assets as high as possible. Spend less money than you make. Don't spend money you don't have yet. And here's an example. Okay. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I'll get paid on. I get paid on Friday. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know what's going to happen Friday. I used to get paid, and I still do actually. You know, um, but I was getting paid through the military at one point or the GI Bill, and I was like, oh, hey, bro, let me borrow a couple hundred dollars. I pay. I'll pay you back on Friday when I get. You know, on Friday. He goes, explain to me how come you can't pay your bills today, but you can promise to pay me back on Friday. And I said, oh, well, because I get paid guaranteed paycheck on. Friday. He goes, oh, I see. Still counting money you don't have yet, huh? I was like, what are you talking about? No, I don't. I get paid no matter what. I get paid always on the first, no matter what. It never doesn't happen. I always get paid on the first. He's like, yep, you're still spending money you don't have. No, I'm not. He goes, all right, well, you don't seem to get it. And on the first, guess what happened? They made a mistake and they couldn't pay me. And they didn't pay me for another month because of that mistake. And I did borrow that money from my brother. And I couldn't pay him on Friday because I spent money I didn't have. It didn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. Just stop. They say, don't count your chickens before they hatch. That is so true. Count your eggs. You have eggs, not chickens. (laughs) And some of them will become chickens. (laughs) You know? But some of them can be used for other things. And we limit it. Stop counting your chickens before they hatch. They're eggs. Count your eggs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Just habits that we we're just not mindful of because exactly. you know I I've done that and probably have still done that a, a few times. You know, mm-hmm. gone to my mother. Let me borrow when I get paid on such and such. I'll pay you back, and I do. Yeah, and and that's why she always you know lets me borrow because she knows I'm faithful and I'll pay her back. 
But like you yeah. said, what if something happened to my pay? Then I'm not and, able to you know, pay the, my back. Exactly. And the truth is if you need to borrow it, you can't afford it. And so this is one thing I've done. This is what I mean. Mm-hmm. I have people, I have friends who have asked me and said, hey, man, can I borrow $100? And I say, no, but I'll give you $100. Yeah. Why? Well, because you don't have the $100. So now you're going to have to go work for the rest of the week to make $100 to pay me back, but then now you're still $100 broke. Mm-hmm. I didn't help you. I didn't do anything for you. Nothing. So let me do That's something so for you. Here's $100. Use it for exactly what you need. And please That's get ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good info right there. So true. I remember Oprah Winfrey saying that, you know, one time, that she never let people borrow money from her. She gives it to them because Mm -hmm. she doesn't believe in that. She believes in if a person is in that particular situation that they put themselves at risk not to be able to pay you back. So she never let people borrow because she gives everything as a gift, you know? so. She's never, there's so many relationships that have broken up from that very situation of let me borrow and then not pay back. And then, you know, it becomes a rift between the two people and they don't speak for 20 years, 40 years, or they never speak again. And it could be like $20, but it's the mere principle of the fact you borrowed something from me (laughs) and you didn't pay me back. So, But more importantly, mm -hmm. to me, it's the chain. Think mm-hmm. about the chain of how many people are in between you and them and that $100, probably 10. Mm-hmm. Because if they did it with you, they did it with someone else, and they did it with someone else, and they're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul because that's literally what it means, but they don't have any money, and it's just getting worse and worse. And I'm here to help. Yep, because Peter and Paul is is both broke. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> So, Matthew, what is the best place for us to really gain insight and wisdom to harvest our financial wellness? You know, lots and lots of books. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, I, you know, they say smart people pay people who are smarter than them, right? And so mm-hmm. I refer to my dad's library as my million-dollar library. I remember he said to me, I said, Dad, do you care if I go to college? <laughs> no, I don't care if you go to college. So what, really? It's like, no. And he points to his library and he goes, look, this is, this is college right here, okay? If there's something you want to learn, somebody wrote a book about it. You want to learn about stocks? Someone's teaching stocks. You want to learn about cooking? Someone made a recipe book. There is a book from everyone from teaching what they want, people in their journals, People write autobiographies, biographies, scientific, everything you can think of, someone wrote about it. So when you go to school, where do you get your information from? Books. I'm a textbook. So, mm-hmm. Pick up a book. Pick up a book. Every single day, 10 p- pages of a good book every day becomes 10 to 13 books a year, 3,654 pages. And every good book you read, every, you read 10, page, uh, 10 books, that's 10 new philosophies, 10 new skills. You know, 10 new ways of thinking. So That's good right there. Yes. Yeah. And start with mine. And <laughs> That's right. Start with your book. That is so yeah. true. Start with your book, and as well as the good book. So, oh, um, and absolutely that one. Read the good book. 
let's not forget the good book who gives us of really the wisdom and the power to get mm-hmm. well. So, yes, absolutely. So that's another thing also, a, a little secret. Uh, I don't know if I've ever said this on a radio show, but I did what's called a two-year challenge. I believe Oprah did it too. And so every single month or every single day, I read one chapter of Proverbs. And if you want to learn about wisdom and finances, Try yourself the Proverbs Challenge because a lot of the things I will teach about, a lot of the things I do, I discovered from reading Proverbs over and over and over. Because wow. there are 31 That's chapters good. in Proverbs and there are 31 days in a month. That's good right there. And, I, and that's something I started, but I don't know if I finished reading all the Proverbs. So I'm going to have to go back and do that. I do remember reading the Proverbs, but I don't know if I ever finished doing that on a consecutive, you know, every day. So if you do it every day, you can get it read uh, 24 times in two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. we need wisdom and insight, especially during this particular time that, you know, we're going through in this world. So I'm going to definitely have to add that to my regimen of uh, the the Proverbs challenge. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. So, Matthew, how can, you know, our listeners, like, purchase your book and learn more about you and your business consulting? Yeah, so grab my book. It's available on Kindle and paperback uh, on Amazon that you can get it right now, Never Be Poor Again, A Guide to Money as a Spiritual Practice. It has a beautiful orange cover that you'll see. And you can go ahead and go to my website, moneymystic.co, so that you can get information about me my branding services, my business services, or personal finance services. And if you want more information, you can also just call or text me at 858-312-9727 to get some information and contact me directly. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning into this. I hope you guys, guys get wisdom out of this. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence and enlightening us on practices that we need to just be more mindful about when it comes to our finances. So thank you. So Matthew, I don't know if you remember last time, but this is actually our Did You Know segment. So this is where I like to give a fun or interesting fact about the topic of discussion for the day. So according to an article that I came across on AARP, there are six financial decisions that could haunt you in retirement. And uh, feel free to jump on board if you have some input, Matthew. But first, the money regret number one is skimping on saving. And so it kind of piggybacks on what Matthew was telling us. And it says not saving enough during your working years is a big mistake that may force you to delay retirement and live less comfortably once you do. Happily, 60% of workers feel confident that they're building a large enough nest egg for retirement, according to the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. Unfortunately, the coronavirus and recession has shaken some people's confidence. So 23% of workers say that they're less confident in their ability to retire comfortably in the light of the pandemic. So if you're among the portion of people who are not so confident, boost your efforts to save for retirement as soon as possible. Start small and work your way up as finances allow. Spending a little less will let you save a little more. 
And so that just piggybacks on what Matthew was already telling us. And money regret number two is avoiding the stock market. So you might think of stocks as too risky, especially amid recent market turmoil. But skipping stocks completely is not necessarily the answer. One major reason investing in the stock market is your best bet for beating inflation. And while the current rate of inflation is low, it likely won't stay low forever, okay? Money regret number three, boiling your kids. Ooh, guys, this is something I'm kind of guilty of, okay? So in your working years, you may feel torn between two common financial goals, your retirement and your children's education. You can certainly try to work both into your financial plan, if realistic, but most experts recommend prioritizing your retirement, as selfish as that might seem. So one common argument for this strategy is that there are no financial aid packages for your retirement like they are for covering school costs. Another is that without ensuring your financial independence and retirement, you risk becoming a burden on your children later in life. And I know no one wants to be, you know, that wants to be a burden on our children. So for the sake of time, I just wanted to go over like the first three regrets because I know our time is limited. But I encourage you to go to aarp.org to read the full article of six financial decisions that could haunt you in retirement. And this article will help you to not make any money moves you could regret later in life. Let me also add, having a financial advisor or consultant such as Matthew Morales can help you make the best decisions for retirement as well as harvest your financial wellness and never be poor again. So I thought that was some great tips to just add in. I completely agree. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. So, yes. We have to, you know, make sure that we're not only harvesting our well-being and living a quality life, but that we're also planning for our retirement so we can live a comfortable life. So, Matthew, our time together has quickly come to an end. I hope we have been able to, you know, enhance everyone's viewpoint and mindset on harvesting their well-being, harvesting, you know, financial wellness. I thank you so much for blessing our listeners with your wisdom and knowledge on how to never be poor again. Is there anything else you would like to add before we say goodbye? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate you. And to all the listeners out there, please take action. Actually do the steps and stop having too much month at the end of the money. It's We're done with that, okay? Yes, absolutely. And get his book. Never be poor again. So make sure to get his book. He said it's on Amazon and Kindle, and it doesn't take long, guys. I ordered the book, and it was here in like mm, a day or two, okay? And I'm already enjoying it and making sure that I'm just educating myself on how to better handle my finances. So amen. My entrepreneur, yes. My entrepreneur brothers and sisters, this pandemic has taught us so many lessons, one of which 
is the urgency for us to get serious about our health and wellness, including our financial wellness. As a human right and desire, I know we all yearn to feel safe and secure in every area of our lives. Studies reveal that when a person is worried about their finances, they're not very productive, and it affects their overall physical and mental wellness. Financial wellness is having a peace of mind that not only will you be able to provide for your daily needs, but enjoy life to the fullest. Having the ability to harness from the universe the abundance that God has for us all is a spiritual practice. So let's together go and harvest all the blessings God has for us and live a life full of prosperity. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, New Living Translation. So tune in next week right here on the Every Dot Black Entrepreneur Podcast Network, where we will be dedicating the month to giving thanks to holistic health care. I'm your emotional root coach, holistic health guide, Tiffany Parker. I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at Tiffany at Every Dot Black or reach me on my Facebook page, Holy Living Health Coaching. And while you are there, check out my highlighted product or tip of the week or visit my website, www.holyliving.wixsite.com forward slash Parker or follow me on Instagram under the Healthy Entrepreneur Radio Show. And may everyone be safe and healthy and always have a delightful day in the Lord. And remember, optimum health is your birthright. Join author of Walking by Faith, I Am, I Can, and I Will, Dr. Joe L. Dudley Sr., as he discusses his successful entrepreneurial recipe and secrets to success. Dudley uses his own life story to show you how to walk by faith and make your own dreams come true. Listen to his legacy at www.patreon.com slash Joe Dudley Sr. That's www.patreon.com slash Joe Dudley Sr. The Dr. Joe L. Dudley Sr. Legacy Project is sponsored by Every.Black. No.net and No.com, just Every.Black. .Black is the new.com. We as a people have had to overcome slavery and secondly obtain our civil rights. But the third piece is economic equality. And I'm convinced that we can only achieve economic equality through entrepreneurship with the use of technology. My name is Jimmy Davies, and that is why I created the Every.Black website for entrepreneurs. So visit us today at www.every.black, E-V-E-R-Y dot B-L-A-C-K. Learn about entrepreneurship and be on your way to financial freedom. Just go to every.black, E-V-E-R-Y dot B-L-A-C-K. No.com, no.net. Just every dot black. Dot black is the new dot com. Mm-hmm.